This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada. Hopefully you're on your way to play some golf this weekend. Hopefully you're getting some blue skies here in the Toronto area this morning. Starting to clear. Going to be a lovely day. A little bit of rain overnight, but the golf courses need it. Got a little bit this week, but I don't know. There's still a lot of brown out there. I like the brown. Bob, have you been out to Weston this week? Is it brown? Is it green? Is it firm? Is it fast? I think they're all pretty firm and fast right now. Yeah, I was out just at the start of the week on Monday and, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was fairly firm out there, and I, you know, there was a little bit of rain overnight. I see, looking at the forecast here in Toronto, there's a chance of thunderstorms this afternoon. I'm sure that would be welcomed by every superintendent in the in the listening area right now. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's brown is beautiful as right now. <laughs> That's it. Brown is beautiful. Uh, I don't know how you feel, but I, well, I can only imagine how you feel because you get what I get, plus you get Sports Center as well on top of it. So. You, you probably feel like you have not left the air this week. Um, it's going to get, I guess, dialed up a hair for me next week being uh, back to the, uh, on the road with the broadcast schedule. But being the only game in town, so to speak, I know we had kind of an NF, uh, NHL draft coverage going last night, but golf really the only sport going. Do you feel like, Bob, like you have not been off the air for about two weeks straight? <laughs> it does seem like that, I tell you. It's. I mean, it's good. It's good that we're 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 up and running and on on all sorts of levels because you know as many times as I get asked about what's going on on the PGA Tour, I don't know about you, but I also get asked about how the golf courses are and most of them are packed and people want to know about places to play and stuff. So it's uh, it, listen, it's uh, it's it's a good problem to have. There's a lot of people who would like to be working at like who can't right now. So I'm not complaining one little bit. Yeah, you know it's weird because there's a lot of stories. They kind of fall into the golf lane, so to speak. It's like we could, you, you could talk about the success story of participation being up, private clubs, uh, adding members, members, getting new waves of members they haven't seen in years, public courses with the tee sheets rammed. Uh, so there's, the, you know, there's that story. Then there's the travel story, how which you covered a couple of weeks ago, how domestic travel is more than likely going to increase and, and kind of maybe thrive now as we start to enter phase two and then eventually onward into August, September. But international travel is going to have some issues. So, you know, from, from a domestic standpoint, there's that story. Then there's the professional golf story, which is a completely different story. And we've got lots to get to there today. We'll do Sidham Stardom, which... We've been doing uh, twice a week for you now, our new fantasy segment. We start somebody, we sit somebody before the week starts who we like that week, and then we do it again for an afternoon wave for the 36 uh, holes remaining in the current PGA Tour event. So we're going to do that. We'll get you caught up to date on who we started and set them before the week uh, started. Also, we'll do Winners Weird. And what we're going to hear from the players in contention, Mackenzie Hughes, a 60 on Thursday. We were doing a Thursday edition of Golf Talk Canada right here in Toronto on TSN 50 on Thursday. Bob had to bolt because Mackenzie Hughes had an approach shot from 92 yards on the last hole. It was his ninth hole of the day. Bob, 
he had a great angle, but you ran to go talk to him. You ran to cover the press conference because you had to for obvious reasons. The, it was the lie that he didn't like, if I remember correctly, in, in, back in the rough on Thursday with that 92 yards. Because according to Shotlink, you and I were watching it on Shotlink before you bolted. The angle was great, but he ended up with a 40-footer, two putts, shoots 60. Still a great round. But I, I said to myself, as soon as I saw the number pop up, I went, oh, he probably wants that one back. But in, in a closer look, the lie was garbage. Yeah, the lie. he said the lie was the worst one he's had in a long time. And he said when he hit the shot... It came out like a marshmallow, um, but hey, listen, he, he ended up about 40 feet from from the pin, and, and uh, I'm sure there's every golfer alive would love to have a 40-foot putt to try for a, for a 59, so it was a little disappointing because, as you said, the angle he had for that approach was perfect. I mean, he, was, he, he set himself up perfectly, and if that ball had been sitting up, uh, we might be talking about the 12-sub-60 round in the history of the PGA Tour. Yeah, it could have been right there. We got so much to get to today. We're also going to give away a trust putter as 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues. We also did a trivia question this week, which we'll do again as we're giving away the TaylorMade hats for the TaylorMade Hat Week. If you're watching any of the coverage this weekend, you'll see that team TaylorMade hat. But first, let's get to some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. Well, right out of the gates, Bob, you spoke about potential pop-up thunderstorms uh, in the Toronto area this morning. Uh, more than pop-ups coming uh, into Hartford or into the greater Connecticut area as the Travelers Championship at River Highlands, TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. They're going to get a pretty uh, big storm later on this afternoon, so they've moved up the tee times this morning. And our lead group of Phil Mickelson, Will Gordon, the sponsor's invite, and Mackenzie Hughes, that's our final group, they'll go off at 9.15 a.m. this morning. Bob, what is it about Phil Mickelson and Canadians in the final group this year? <laughs> that's what I was saying uh, to somebody last night. I was saying, boy, I don't know if Phil's going to like this on Sunday. He's got beat by one Canadian already, but... Uh, I had a little tech session with with Mac after his round yesterday and just asked him if he'd ever played with Phil before because I remember how excited he was a couple of years ago when he got the chance to play with Tiger. But he played with Phil apparently his first year, rookie year. I think he said it was his first event, and he played uh, Saturday and Sunday with Phil. So so he's got some experience there. I don't know about Will Gordon. (laughs) Will Gordon hasn't played very many PGA Tour events. I don't think he's played as many rounds on the PGA Tour as Phil has played tournaments on the PGA Tour so uh, maybe a little unnerving for him but the one thing for both those guys is hey there's no fans around so that might be a little more uh, a little more at ease than they normally would. Yeah that's a great point because playing with Phil Mickelson if you're Nick Taylor on a Sunday at Pebble Beach versus playing with Phil Mickelson at the Travelers Championships with no spectators allowed Maybe a different scenario. Uh, Phil Mickelson, uh, 624th start. He had eight wins, Bob. He had eight victories before Will Gar- Gordon was born. Just to throw that out at you. <laughs> Phil Mickelson looking for Oh, big time. He's looking for number 45 this week, Phil. Mac won back. And you know what? I'm fine. if uh, I'm a huge Phil fan, as you know. And I'm fine if Canadians keep chopping them down. It's a punishment for not playing the Canadian Open, Phil. That's what you get. We send the boys out to get you. We take you down. Uh, Tiger going to take a pass on Detroit. I don't think any surprise there. We're all still staring at the memorial uh, as the, as his return. And, of course, what I mean by memorial is the actual memorial, not the first one that they're going to play 
at Murfield Village the workday. I think he'll wait right to the memorial before we even consider seeing Tiger. That being said, Bob, field looks again fairly strong in Detroit. We're going to have Webb Simpson back in the fold, Ricky Fowler back in the fold, DeChambeau playing another strong field in Detroit next week. Yeah, and, you know, again, this is one of those things where uh, if you're sort of um, sort of at the end of the uh, food chain in terms of exemptions, you're still on the outside looking in because everybody wants to play every tournament because there's only so many left. But, um, yeah, we haven't had a tournament so far where you couldn't say it was a, was a mar- wasn't a marquee lineup. And we had an interesting kind of thing happen late. I, I, you brought this to my attention. I missed this. So I'm not so sure. Did this happen this morning? Or did this happen late last night with this news broke with Jason Day? Jason Day, from what we put together, what got some information from his from his Whoop band that that's that was maybe flagged that something that looked red abnormal, requested a COVID test. We're awaiting the results of the COVID test. While we await those tests, Jason Day trying to do the right thing. Tea times have been moved up, so he's going to go out this morning by himself. Yeah, it's it's a little odd. He always sort of really know from the PGA Tours that he requested a test this morning. And I guess while he's waiting for that to come back, he's going to go out and play, but he'll play by himself, so he's not putting anyone else in danger, I guess. It just seems there's a lot of fluidity to the rules going on here. I know uh like when Nick Watney was first tested and first the first positive, you know, he went in had his test and then he was mingling with other people, and I guess that was sort of a mistake, so they changed that around, and when Denny McCarthy went this week to get tested, they sort of said, okay, well, you go over there and wait and don't talk to anybody or don't see anybody. So, I mean, there's there's, there's sort of, uh, I, I got to think this Jason Day thing is they're pretty sure it's not, but um, it does seem weird that he's going out to play golf. Yeah, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Uh, and, of course, Bud Cawley, also WD, just out of precaution as well because of the Denny McCarthy uh, situation. Overall, though, a lot of selfless acts from the players and caddies so far this week at TPC River Highlands, which is the way it needs to go. This Jason Day one, a bit of a head-scratcher. I love Jason. He's He's got to be one of the nicest guys out there. Uh, but from what you hear, Bob, and I'm not trying to p- put light on this uh, at all or, or suggest that uh, there's nothing wrong because I think he's doing the right thing, but he's, he is a bit of a quirky guy when it comes to stuff like this, if you, if you believe uh, some of the things you hear. So I'm wondering if he's just, uh, just maybe being uh, overly cautious. Let's, one can only hope, and unfortunately, whether we like it or not, and we'll get into this a little bit deeper in Winner's Weird and What later on in the show. Unfortunately, this is the world we're going to live in now. This is living with a pandemic and living with sports and society trying to move forward. That there, there is going to be situations like this. Okay, the leaderboard looks like this. Phil Mickelson, one-shot lead over Will Gordon, Mackenzie Hughes. That is your final group today. Again, tee times have been moved up. It's 9.15 a.m. now, the final group at TPC River Highlands for the Saturday round. The penultimate group, Xander Shoffley, Brandon Steele, and world number one, Rory McIlroy. They're at nine under par. The penultimate group, they go out at 9.04 a.m., they are chasing that lead pack. I'm surprised at some of the separation there, but they got it yesterday. We'll see if that penultimate group can close the gap on a moving day. On the other side, we're going to hear from Mackenzie Hughes and some of our players in contention, as well as our leader, Phil Mickelson. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zucchino Weeks. We take a closer look at the leaderboard here at TPC River Highlands Travelers Championship. And, uh, of course, this morning at 10.50 a.m., that is 10.50 a.m. Eastern Time, um, you can get the uh, third round of the Travelers Championship on TSN, of course. So you're home for all golf right through the Tour Championship, Bob, TSN. So we'll have the majors, we'll have the PGA events, we'll have the playoffs, uh, all golf, all Saturday, Sunday coverage, TSN, CTV2 to the remainder of this season. And then, of course, on the other side of the Tour Championship, uh, TSN and CTV will pick up the uh, U.S. Open. And the Ryder Cup, if we have one, which I believe is probably uh, further in doubt on, on a weekly basis than it was the previous week. With all reports, uh, odds are we're probably not going to have one. Unless you've heard something I haven't in the last few days. Bob, any update before we jump into this leaderboard? Any update on that? Uh, or are we still mm. leaning towards uh, postponement of Ryder Cup? Uh, yeah, there's no word on Ryder Cup right now. I have heard that there is a decision likely to be made next week. Uh, or early the week after. So we'll know one way or the other very, very soon. I mean, they've got to start uh, doing stuff. And, and apparently some 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 snoops up, uh, <laughs> up at Whistling Straits report that there hasn't been a lot of construction started yet on some of the mm. grandstands and things, which leads me to believe that they probably, um, if they do go ahead with this, it won't have any fans. So, But we'll see. Uh, we'll, we should get more knowledge later this week. All right, Mackenzie Hughes opened up with a 60. And uh, yesterday followed up with a 68. Now, with the 60, Bob, he made 100, over 140 feet of putts on that Thursday. Yesterday, um, he, you know, some of his ball striking was actually better. Proximity of the hole was better in round two. A lot of the numbers looked similar in round two, except the flat stick. Flat stick kind of went cold on him. It was uh, the tail of, of two different uh, days. Uh, 68 yesterday. Is it just a matter of calming down and making putts again for uh, for Mac today? It, you know, when I looked at, at the stuff, uh, all the numbers together, of course, that it's tough to compare anything to the to a round of 60 because uh, he was doing everything right. You know, he sunk three three rounds over uh, three three putts over 30 feet, and he had four, I think, in that 12 to 15 foot range. So kind of uh, kind of crazy with. Uh, with with that, it's hard to get much better than that. The one thing he he mentioned afterwards was some of his wedge play, like from a hundred yards in, was lacking a little bit, and he's going to have to tidy that up. But still, you know, listen, he's he's one shot back going into the weekend. I love it. He's one shot back heading into the weekend. He is a winner on a PGA Tour. He almost got his second win on the PGA Tour just weeks before we pulled the plug at the Honda Classic in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. He's one off the pace in the final group, nine fifteen this morning. Let's hear. From Mackenzie Hughes. You know, it, was, it was kind of a, yeah, I mean, it felt a lot different than 60. Um, you know, overall, I was, I was fairly pleased. I thought I played pretty tricky this afternoon. The wind was uh, all over the place, kind of swirling. And, 
yeah, just got really firm. So like, like the golf ball was traveling a long way, and once it hit the ground, it was rolling pretty far. So yeah, uh, overall, fairly pleased. I, you know, would have liked to have been a little bit tidier, um, and didn't putt great from you know 10 to 15 feet. Didn't really make many of those today, which I was making yesterday. So, um, but all in all, pretty pleased. He's right there, got a chance to win, just needs to have a solid round today and give himself a position to win on Sunday. He will be tra uh, tracking Phil Mickelson in the same group one back. Lefty turned 50 last week. 50 years old, Phil Mickelson. He is ninth all-time on the PGA Tour wins list with 44, looking for win 45 this week at the age of 50. A five-time major champion, a two-time traveler's uh, champion, uh, lefty Bob, you and I have talked about this quite often. Him and Tiger, and, and listen, Tiger has always been a better, uh, overall driver of the golf ball than Phil, uh, than Phil Mickelson has. Uh, but neither one of them, I don't think, even in their prime, that you and I would deem super accurate off the tee. Uh, and especially lefty. Uh, Phil Mickelson, when he puts a ball in the fairway 40% of the time off the tee, you just, where are you going to win on tour other than maybe the desert hitting only 40% of your fairways? But when he's been able to put it in the fairways 60% of the time, he's had chances to win, especially on specific golf courses. This week, lefty Bob, close to 70% fairways. When he puts it in the fairway 70% of the time, man, he doesn't look like a 50-year-old, does he? Yeah, no. I mean, it's amazing to to think that. Uh, and I and I heard your colleagues on uh, on uh, um, PGA Tour Radio yesterday talking about the fact that you know when you get older, you have the two things you generally lose are, are distance and and feel around in the short shots. And he hasn't lost any of that. I mean, he's probably longer now than he's been, and his his touch is just still pretty silky now it does slip away from him once in a while but for the most part for a 50 year old guy boy he looks he looks pretty good yeah i'm with you bob the speed is there he looks in great shape no one will ever ever question his short game let's hear from phil mickelson with his strategy off the tee it's been a while since i've played here i played last year not great but it's been a while since i won back in 02 but uh i thought that i just I made some strides in the sense that I didn't try to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with two of the longest guys in the game, you know, Bryson and, and Rory. I ended up hitting some three-woods on some of those holes because it fit my game uh, better. Unfortunately, I, I, I made a couple of birdies. I'm thinking of, like, number seven as an example, uh, where uh, they hit driver and, and I, w I hit three-wood and was still able to make birdies. So uh, playing my game and the way the course set up for me was uh, a challenge when you're playing with guys that hit like that, but um, it allowed me to play some good golf. I like his attitude there. Playing with Bryson DeChambeau, playing with Rory McIlroy, he's not going to hit it past either one of those guys. Play your own game. It did well for him. He found the fairway. Mickelson in a great spot. Okay, starting five back in a tie for ninth right now was my pick for the week, Bob. Bryson DeChambeau. He's 65-67, but miraculously, if, you, if you've watched any of DeChambeau's round, he's, he's eight under par, Bob, and it's been pretty sloppy. I got to tell you, I I didn't look at the scoreboard for a while yesterday, and I saw Bryson hitting some shots, and when I saw he was eight under, I went, "How is that possible?" Like I just, I mean, he hit one out of bounds, and uh, I was just thinking, like, "What is going on here?" And then I look at him, and and you know, I guess 
when you hit it 390 or 380 or 370 or what, like that one 427 down the cart path, I mean, I guess you can get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, he took a line yesterday on the ninth hole that um, basically he hit it over a subdivision on the ninth hole. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it skirted the front left edge of the green. And we're talking about a 360-yard poke to, to do this. Absolutely obscene. However, he knows he doesn't have his A game, and he spoke to the media about it following his second round. Still trying to play like the casino. I mean, I've played my worst golf past couple days and i'm still up there you know i'm just trying to play uh and look i might play worse tomorrow i may play better tomorrow i have no idea it's just one of those things where i don't even feel like my a game is there and um i've putts lipping out on the edges left and right it's unbelievable i feel like i'm executing the shots i want to um it's just coming out weird and so that's been the mystery of my whole life with wedging i don't know why it's always that's been the one thing and the putting is just that's just a game that I feel like I'm making a great stroke, great speed, and the putts are lipping out. It seems like there's just a whole uh, seal over the hole. Well, you know, we've all been there with the putter before, and and here's the line, Bob. Here, here's kind of the the, the the give and take of the game, because to me, uh, golf is not just science, and it's not just art. It, it's a blend of both. There's times where you need to be mechanical, and and understand the math of things. And there's times where you just need to feel it in the hole and your hands know something and, and, and repetition and experience has taught you certain shots and certain feels. And I'm wondering in the with the part two of my statement to Bryson's point with wedges and putters, if sometimes his outlook on the game and his method on the game maybe gets in the way of the art part and, and, I don't think there's any doubt that the most of the game inside 100 yards of what he's talking about there, a lot of it you could throw technique out the window. And I'm wondering if if I'm if maybe there's something there. Would you buy into anything like that, Bob? Do you think that maybe too mechanical, too scientific inside 100 yards? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I just look at him hit wedge shots, and he's you know he's actually hit some pretty good ones, but around the greens and I watch him on the putting green and he just looks uncomfortable. I know the results are, you know, mixed. They're not terrible by any means, but uh, but they're kind of mixed, I guess I would classify them. But he does look so stiff and so awkward and so uh I don't know, bulky, I guess it might be the word, but it, it's it's to me that's going to be the real test. It's great if you can bomb it 380 yards, but if you're 20 feet off the green and you got to chip it up there, you know, what's the benefit if you can't do that? Well, that's it. If you can't convert it, and we saw this with Rory a couple of years ago, uh, you know, there's no point hitting it 320 off the tee if your wedge play is horrible. And uh, Dustin Johnson learned that a few years ago and worked so hard on his wedge game with uh, with the Harmons and, and tightened it up. And that's what led to DJ in 2016 starting to make his march to number one in the world. So you need to work on those wedges. Okay, eight under par. There's a huge group at eight under par uh, that uh, Bryson's a part of that includes Victor Hovland. Uh, just a huge group. John Rahm, one back at seven under par in a group that includes Dustin Johnson, who's got two hybrids in the bag this week, DJ. Uh, Wesley Bryan alongside Dustin in that seven under, another massive uh, uh, group there. 
as we go further down the leaderboard. Uh, Sergio Garcia unable to keep those uh, rounds in the 60s going. You know, he went 65-65 at RBC, Sergio, to finish off the weekend and then open up with 64 here at uh, TPC River Highlands. Unfortunately for uh, Sergio, he would uh, follow it up with a 70 yesterday. And uh, he's at five under par. Roger Sloan makes the cut. The cut number was four under par. Sloan makes the cut on the number four under. So he gets the play of the weekend for Roger Sloan. One, uh, well done there for Team Canada. Surprisingly, Corey Connors. It was really the 73 on Thursday. Great 66 to follow it up yesterday, but just not enough to rebound from the 73. So Corey Connors surprisingly will miss the cut. And uh, I say surprisingly, Bob, because he's just playing so well, even though I never thought of this as a Corey Connors type of golf course, like the way the first two weeks were. Maybe a little burnout there on Thursday. And David Hearn, who got in late on some of those uh, WDs that happened on Wednesday. Hearn gets in the field, goes 72-72, and misses the cut. All right, on the other side, later on in the show, we're going to uh, give away a, a uh, trust putter. And now, actually, that's the putter that DJ, DJ's been flipping around with putters uh, all season. Last week, he was using a mini spider in the new chalk color from TaylorMade. This week, he's moved to a truss putter, and he seems to be uh, uh, finding some momentum. When we were in Carlsbad earlier uh, this year, I had the opportunity to speak with uh, Bill Price and Gus Aliso, uh, who are the putter designers, part of that putter team at TaylorMade, and we spoke about the truss putter. Funny enough, we're going to give one away today at the end of hour one. On the other side, we'll hear about that truss product. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada. Celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner. The most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. We're going to take a little time out here from the action on the PG Tour. Of course, this morning, 10.50 Eastern Time, 10.50 Eastern Time, TSN will have live coverage of the third round of the Travelers Championship. It's been moved up due to inclement weather in the area at the Travelers Championship in Cromwell, Connecticut. It was going to blow in this afternoon, so they're getting the players out there, going to get that third round in. And by the sounds of it, we're going to have a softer golf course on Sunday for a shootout at the Travelers Championship. So it should be a fun Sunday. If you missed the live coverage this morning, there will be a repeat later on this afternoon on TSN and CTV2 as well. So just FYI on an, a TV uh, guide adjustment there, scheduling adjustment from the network. Okay, um, we're going to give away a trust putter. In the next segment, as 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues. But earlier this year, Bob, I, and Adam, we were in Carlsberg, California, at the Kingdom. We had the opportunity to take a look at all the new product coming from uh, TaylorMade. And it's uh, Bill Price and Gus Aliso. When you want to talk putters, you talk to Bill, it seems, annually. I had a chance to speak with them both 
about this exciting new putting product. All right, with Bill Price and Gus Alicio to talk putters here, and uh, it's all about trust in your putter, but this year it's about trust in your putter. You like that? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, like, I, that I like that a lot. Uh, it starts with a classic blade design in the sense that they're still in need or a want from some of the better players, especially in the world, to have a classic look in a blade. But the problem is you've given up a lot until now. And that's really where this product starts with trust. Yeah, so we've been very successful over the last few years with Spider, right? So Spider is a whole different geometry. It's all about stability, a whole platform of stability for years. And so players have adapted to that. So there's still 40% of the players today that are more of this classic design. So they're giving up stability, like you said. So one of the things that we worked on over the years, 40,000 impacts uh, over, the, over the course of the putter lab, as you'll see, that this is 38 millimeters wide, so it's quite wide for where players hit the ball on the face of the putter, more towards the toe. So what we wanted to do is create something that has a little bit less twisting. So we know we can't get too big. We know this player is really precise and he wants something to look down at that looks just like a normal blade. So we had to look for a different way to solve this stability question, so we turned to the hosel. So with me here is Gus to kind of take you through a little bit of what and why we designed this this new uh, truss hosel. Yeah, so we went with this uh, truss design, which increases the amount of stability you have on your top line. So the way you're looking at it, you have less unsupported mass on your toe, which uh, in a better sense gives you a little bit less deflection on toe hits, and so that way uh, when you're talking about your 38 millimeter uh, dispersion on your face you have a much more precise impact and it goes uh, truer to path. So one of the things Gus I think we talked about is one contact point versus we call it two contact points but really you're getting all this this contact along the, the horizontal design of the putter because we're creating more support down here. So why the triangle? It's a low bearing shape right? Yeah so the triangle is the strongest shape uh, geometry wise and so this provides the most uh, stiff face possible uh, for this putter. So what we see, we see this design in lots of engineering, in buildings, in bridges, in tennis rackets, how they've advanced over the years to go to larger heads and allow stability. It's all about stability. But one of the keys here is it has to look clean. You've hid this from the top down. So from a player standpoint, uh, how long did, did you play with that? You must have played around with a bunch of designs until you felt comfortable with, the, with saying to yourself, hey, I can't see this when I'm addressing the golf ball. There was a lot of challenges here because most important, just like you said, is you know this player likes to look at a classic, it's a classic blade and he doesn't want this to be too big. He wants to make sure it's classic. So designing this hosel, I know Gus was challenged with a lot of different designs and how to really make this, this look right to that player. Um, he had to hide some angles in here but one of the most importantly is, is great performance. Yeah. So we've got the truss, we've got the, the, the new hosel design, it comes in a blade version, it comes in a center shafted version, so there's a lot of different alignments. Obviously center shafted off the middle was always, uh, from a scientific standpoint, the best, but different off the toe and heel, you've addressed that now with this new hosel design. So many options, but we'd be, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on the new spider. Well, because, before we go oh, there, I, I mean, one of the things that we want to talk about is the center shaft. We're really excited about the center shaft because even though we have a heel shafted truss, 
um, it has greater properties, less twisting than a normal putter, but the center shaft, we're real excited because now we can take the truss design all the way from heel to toe. So this creates even better stability that we see. Correct. So especially on a 14-foot putt. So now the ball is can have a better chance of starting on line and staying on line and getting in the hole. So on the mallet, you see it all the way heel-toe. On the blade, because of the blade length, we really focused on just the middle part or the section in the center here where the ball's impacted the most. So we created the truss to be right in here. And we added some offsets for the center shaft. So they now we really want to change that whole center shafted market and that we feel that we can't do this with trucks. Yeah, some of the numbers you showed us yesterday on the center shafted putter almost makes me feel bad. Like if I miss one, I'm really a bad putter. <laughs> I couldn't believe some of the, the, the opening and closing uh, percentages, how much you've gained, keep the ball in the hole, so yeah. to speak, on a, on a square putt. Um, Spider S. Uh, this looks very different, Bill, than the other spider, spider line. It, it, in fact, when I looked at it, first of all, it looks fantastic. But spider didn't pop into my mind uh, instantaneously when I saw it. What, what's go this looks very That's, different. It's interesting how you said that because yes, yeah, spider so used to being having wings on it. Yes. So we've taken the first design that we had that had these giant wings and it became more of a box shape. So we refined that with X. X became more streamlined and thus the uh, success that Rory had with it. Uh, Rory had a great year putting with X. So one of the things that we have with players, different players today, is they do like somewhat of a little bit larger size. So S stood for square stability. So we have this squared out or we hollowed out the, the middle part. But what we did with, through Gus and the team is be able to put tungsten weights and create this uh, triangular design that we have here with weights out here that are 48 grams uh, of tungsten and then a tungsten bar that's out here. So all together, it's about 150 grams out of the 325 gram head. So almost 50% of it is tungsten positioned to create a bigger, a larger MOI. Huge MOI, I was shocked yesterday when we just held those weights. The amount of, of weight that you've added in, that, uh, in the tungsten, in the titanium, tremendous. So we're gonna see this on tour early next year. We'll see this on tour right around February when it's released out in market. One of the things that we have is we brought back uh, an old patent that we have with designs so we've got the, the three alignment lines that are on top of the putter. We're really excited about that. It makes it easier to line up to the hole. Always one of my favorite scoring lines. Guys, congratulations. This is tremendous stuff. Real advancements here, especially in trust. This is revolutionary. Going to be a great 2020. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Dustin Johnson has that in the bag this week, moving from that chalk mini spider to the truss putter yesterday, 64 yesterday. He is one under par, DJ now through his first two holes and has it to eight under par and is starting to pick up some momentum here in the re reboot for DJ, who is really coming to the gates fairly stale in the reboot. On the other side, we're going to give away. A trust putter. 20 weeks of TaylorMade will continue as well as leaderboard updates from around the world of golf as the Utah Championship has some Canadian content in it on the Corn Ferry Tour. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Welcome back, Golf Talk Canada, as we 
Wind Down, Hour 1. Let's get you caught up on some leaderboards, leaderboard updates brought to you by Cedarbrae Golf Club, award-winning championship golf in the scenic Rouge Valley, just minutes from downtown Toronto, flexible, affordable, memorable, never been a better time to join Cedarbrae Golf Club, cedarbraegolfclub.com for more information. The patio at Cedarbrae is open as well, which is always a lovely spot to have a cocktail after a round of golf at Cedarbrae Golf Club. Utah Championship is the stop on the Corn Ferry Tour. Paul Haley the second, along with Kyle Jones. They are tied for the lead at 13 under par. Huge group of 12 under behind them. Taylor Pendrith and Stuart McDonald. Some Canadian content here for you. Rounds of 69, 65, 68, 66 for McDonald. They're tied at 8 under par and a tie for 15 through 36 holes. But Bob, Mike Weir. Playing well on the Corn Ferry Tour as he awaits the restart of the Champions Tour. Now that Weirzy has Champions Tour access, looking to make his debut out there. 68-68 for Mike Weir. Nice little 36 holes so far. He's got 36 to go on the Corn Ferry Tour. Travelers Championship. Mickelson will start with a one-shot lead over Will Gordon and Canada's own Mackenzie Hughes at 12 under par. One back as we will reboot early here as tee times went off early to avoid bad weather at the Travelers Championship. The leaders go off at 9.15. Plenty of golfers already on the golf course. Some you'll know and some you won't. He's two under through two holes and he's at 10 under par all of a sudden playing well. Victor Hovland, excuse me, Victor Hovland, an early birdie. He's to nine under par. Victor Hovland, Abraham Answer, an early birdie. It's going to be a shootout. And I think, Bob, even tomorrow we get more of a shootout. Because if this rough weather comes in and we get rain at uh, TPC River Highlands and this course gets softer than it was, say, even Thursday, what's a Sunday shootout going to look like? Yeah, I mean, it could be for the, again, like the third week in a row, we got a hundred guys within three shots of the lead, uh, racing to the finish line on Sunday. I mean, listen, the first two weeks have been really exciting in terms of birdies being made and, uh, um, potential playoffs. We had one playoff and then one close call with Webb winning last year. I mean, it's, it's been an exciting, exciting time, uh, on the, uh, the restart. And this one shows like it's going to continue. So uh, while we were uh, running that uh, interview from Carlsbad, I reached out to you know my good friend Kevin Sylvester, uh, who's working the Travelers Championship this week. He's on the ground for PGA Tour Radio. I start next week at Detroit, as you guys know. And we all know that the media is getting tested now. So we're all doing the COVID test. You do it as soon as you arrive. You go straight. As soon as you arrive to the, the golf course, we immediately go for testing. And then we get a result within a three- to four-hour window. So... It's, it's similar to what the players and caddies uh, whatnot are going through. I think the players and caddies are getting uh, even uh, more tests earlier. Like if you're on the charter, you're obviously getting tested before you get on the char- charter, as well as at the golf course, etc. But I was unaware of the uh, whoop band, uh, Bob. So I reached out to Kevin. I said, are, are, are media getting these? Are we wearing this whoop band as well? And yes. So the media will be monitoring uh, our uh vitals and our 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 uh, respiratory um chart etc etc like all the data that you're supposed to get i guess they give you a an idea of what to look for because i've never worn one of these before have you worn anything like this before i guess a fitbit i've seen fitbits i don't wear any of these things because i don't want to know what kind of bad shape i'm in to be honest with you but i better get (laughs) better get used to it I have a Garmin that I use for uh, for my running, and it gives me a lot of feedback. Not as much as a Whoop band does, 
but it gives me uh, you know how my sleep is and things like that, and uh, and where my fitness training levels at, where my VO2 level is is at. Um, so it and it also I can press a button and I can get my my yardages into the holes. So it's it's I don't know if the Whoop Band can do that, um, but it's <laughs> it's uh, it's very handy and it is kind of um, it's enlightening to kind of look and see some of the numbers that you have in there and uh, and I'm sure the Whoop Band I've know some people who've worn it and say that the information that you get is so detailed and so interesting to to, to your health. Um, so this is obviously no uh, no big change. For a lot of these guys who've been wearing it, apparently, you know, I would say maybe 40 guys on the tour apparently have already have been wearing it regularly, uh, and you'll find out all about it next week, Mark. Well, it'll be interesting because next week, you know, I'll call in and and you know we'll do we'll do some stuff with me at Detroit, and um, I'll you know I'll be able to actually give us a perspective from uh, what it's like actually in the in the lion's den, so to speak, you know, for lack of a better term. I, I I'm not you know, worried or concerned or anything, but I know I, I've got to be. Um, uh, aware of things and making sure that I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And I'm sure I'll, there'll be some things that are surprising and awkward that we won't learn, Bob, until I guess I get there. Uh, just, uh, do, do you know one of the most, one of the most interesting things that it does measure Mark is the uh, level of Brunello in your system. And I think that'll be, it'll be <laughs> oh, good. Oh boy. We don't want to give those numbers out to anybody. Boop, boop, boop. Red lights going <laughs> off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, Bob, let's give away a trust putter. Of course, 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues as Bob, Adam, and I are the golf equivalent of Santa Claus with our friends at TaylorMade. If you follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram, you're already included. If you don't follow us, then get following us now. That's all you have to do. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. And you've got a chance to win close to 20000 in prizing throughout the entire year, summer here on GTC. The grand prize coming up in September at the U.S. Open. We will give away a full set of TaylorMade golf clubs through the bag, custom fit. You are a tour pro for the day and walk away with the whole kit and caboodle 20 weeks of TaylorMade. This week, Trust Putter. That's the putter you'll see in DJ's bag through the weekend here at uh, TPC River Highlands. He's rolling the rock. You just heard the interview with Bill Price about all the technology that's gone into this putter. And what it basically is, to give you just the Coles Notes version on this, is that when you like a traditional looking putter, when you like to look down on a blade, you're usually giving something up. And what you're giving up is what's called a MOI, which is basically the stability in the putter. The, the putter can have torque, for lack of a better term. It can fan open, it can close on you on off-center hitch. You need to be more perfect on a blade than you need to be on a mallet. That's not the case with the truss putter. With the truss putter design, they've increased the MOI on a traditional look. So you can look down on a perfectly classic blade, but get the technology you would find in a spider. It is quite phenomenal. And the winner this week from Toronto, Andrew McBride. Andrew McBride from Toronto. Congratulations. You win the tailor-made truss putter. On the other side, Bob, we're going to do stardom and sit'em, me, you, and Adam. I got to tell you guys, I feel like I was left alone this week in stardom and sit'em. Uh, you have really left it up to Team Zucchino. Uh, I have the only one, Bob. I have the only guy left that has a chance to win that we started this week uh, at the TPC River Highlands. What happened, Bob? What happened this week on Stardom Sidham? 
I am I'm kind of like the bizarro guy in Stardom Cinema. I think every time I pick a guy to start, he like <laughs> completely collapses. So if you want to bet, just listen to what I what I say and don't choose that person. It's <laughs> that's all I become, can say. Yes, you have become the George Costanza of Stardom Cinema. Do you remember <laughs> uh, right. opposite George? If if every yes. instinct yes, if every instinct I've ever had in my entire life has been wrong, the opposite <laughs> must be right. That was George Costanza. Absolutely <laughs> love it. All right, hour two. We've got stardom situm. We've got winners, weird, and what? Um, what am I forgetting, Bob? There's something I'm forgetting here as well. Let's take a look. Why I've got this here? I should have had this already, but I thought uh, I knew it off the top of my head. Oh yes. I know what I'm forgetting. Earlier this week, we were uh, about to talk about most underrated players. And this comes from mm-hmm. the conversation about Sergio. And then uh, Scully and I decided to, to sit that conversation because you had to bolt for Mackenzie Hughes. So we're going to have that conversation an hour or two. Yeah, everybody talks about uh, greatest underachiever. And, and, you know, Sergio took some shots. And we talk historically about guys like uh, Colin Montgomery, etc. But what's the flip side of that coin right now? Everybody says Ricky Fowler may be underachieving right now. What's the flip side of Ricky Fowler? Who doesn't get the credit they deserve? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Bob, I had a horrible time with this. I mean, I literally was, it was very hard for me to find someone that I actually felt was underrated. It, it was very difficult. So I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you have to say in this conversation, and we will do it in hour or two. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't get hour two of GTC, you can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app live. Of course, you could always call your program director at your TSN station coast to coast and complain. Just do that. That would be fun. I kind of I think that's that would be a good uh, uh, use of time for sure. And then, uh, of course, you can always pick up the podcast as well. Golf Talk Canada TV returns August 1st across the TSN radio network. For those of you in Toronto, Hamilton, and a few select markets, one more hour of GTC coming up next. Thank you for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. You know, speaking of the Ontario Open and Golf Ontario, there was a great youth initiative announced earlier this week by Golf Ontario. Mike Kelly is going to join the program on Tuesday to dive a little deeper into what this means for junior golfers in the province of Ontario. Welcome back to GTC Hour 2. Now we're going to welcome in Adam Scully, master producer, as we do another segment of Stardom Sidem for you gamblers and fantasy players out there. And Bob and Adam, man, I tell you right now, boys, you don't shoot 67 or better today, you're going to get lapped. Sung, you'll know, two under through his first three. Victor Hovland, two under through his first two. Abraham Answer, two under through his first two. Bryson DeChambeau with a 50-foot bomb on three, now one under through his first three. There are birdies to be made early at TPC River Highlands. It's going to be a go-low Saturday, Scully. You know what? It certainly is. And watching this coverage, as you just mentioned, Bryson DeChambeau making a 
a 50-foot bomb. And uh, the golf course, that you know, it's, it's looking fairly soft, and it's going to get even softer tomorrow after all this rain. So just kind of like last week, it's going to be an absolute shootout, and it's, uh, it's fun to see. All right. Well, we, we have been very successful since starting our fantasy uh, segment. This week, not so much. This week, uh, Bryson DeChambeau was our only stardom pick to make the cut, and um, we got it. Uh, we got it backwards a few times. Would that be accurate, Adam? That we that we maybe flipped the script. That uh, you you sat the wrong guy, started etc. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I mean, looking at my own picks personally, seeing Justin Rose miss the cut, that's not something that I wanted to see. I, I was anticipating a, a much better week for for Justin Rose after the two starts he had had so far during the restart here and um Paul Casey I believe he fared a little better if I'm not mistaken he was five under uh last time I looked for Paul Casey so certainly not in the story of of winning this golf tournament but but having a decent uh tournament he is at six under for the mo uh, at the moment one under on the day 69-66. So, yeah, um, again, not, not in threatening to win this golf tournament, but certainly not somebody uh, you would sit. And I was surprised with you too, Adam. Justin Rose, um, not that I liked them this week. Uh, I, I think I suggested, I can't recall because it was Tuesday, I, 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 you know, I didn't think this was his type or style of golf to do well. I think that, you know, I'm not too sure. I didn't check to see if he's in the field next week in the D Detroit, but if he is in the field next week in Detroit, that's more a, a Justin Rose style golf course. But in no way, shape, or form did I ever think he would miss the cut the way he was playing. So the big surprise there. Uh, Bob, there, there was a few outliers in this, you know, before we get to our picks for, for today and for the weekend. There, there was a few outliers here. Uh, Bubba Watson, he's a three-time champion in this event and has quietly played, you know, pretty decent so far in this restart. And Bubba misses the cut. So there are certainly some head-scratching uh, results through 36 holes. There's always head scratching results when it comes to something like this, and you just have to look at my picks. <laughs> just, <laughs> JT Poston, that was my stardom. And uh, so two weeks ago, Charles Schwab challenged T10. Last week, RBC Heritage T8. This week, missed cut. He's got the weekend off. And then I picked Siwoo Kim, who hasn't been <laughs> able to get out of a out of a paper bag lately, and uh, he's currently at minus six and still playing. So. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tough one to figure out. I think some of it too is the restart part, like guys coming back from three and a half months off. It's tough to kind of really gauge what kind of form they're in. I mean, you can you can, especially if they're not right at the top or right at the bottom. If they're somewhere in the middle, maybe you're not quite sure where they're gonna where they're gonna end up or how they're gonna play in one particular round or one particular week. But uh, certainly, I had the I had the wrong picks this time around. No, and I hear you. It's it's and to your point, if you're thinking of horses for courses, how could you argue with the way you laid it out uh, earlier this week? I think you're right. We have it. The sample size of what we've seen so far makes it very difficult in, in a fantasy perspective. Okay, let's start with the stardoms, guys. Uh, Bob, we'll start with you. Uh, who are you starting for the weekend? Uh, who you like to go out and, and make a move today? So I'm going to start Mark Leishman. Um, mm -hmm. and again, this is sort of going against the grain. He, uh, he didn't necessarily, he's only, he played Charles Schwab and didn't play well. And he's 
kind of got it going 66-65 through the first two rounds uh, here this week, tied for seventh. I just figure he's one of those guys who's going to take a little bit of of um, getting warmed up or hitting his stride a bit. So I think he's uh, with the 66 and 65 through the first two rounds. I, I like his his game. He's been putting a little bit better, so I think uh, than he did the first time out. So I think uh, I think he looks good for this weekend. Uh, already a winner this uh, year on the PGA Tour. Of course, he won at Torrey Pines in, in, in a great fashion over John Rahm and Rory McIlroy with that short little birdie putt on the final hole at uh, Torrey Pines South Course. So Mark Leishman, and I'm wondering if uh, Mark Leishman's name, guys, might come up in the next segment. I know he's kind of <laughs> been in and around that conversation for many years, and it seems that when he gets to the most underrated, uh, he tends to disappear. And then when we stop talking about him, he goes out and wins. So maybe this is one of those weekends, to Bob's point, where he has a strong 36. Adam, who are we starting uh, this week? Who are we starting, excuse me, this weekend, starting with uh, maybe going out a little low today? Okay, so I will preface this and say that I decided to do this about 35 minutes ago and texted you guys because they are on the yes. golf course right now. So my, you would think my decision might be influenced by his start. But Abraham Answer started 67-65. Yes, he is two under through two thus far today. So the 59 watch is definitely on for Abraham Answer. He is now three shots off the lead. But uh, in all seriousness, no, he is 21st in third round scoring average so far this season. Uh, 29th in strokes gained off the tee. 11th in strokes gained approach to green. As we mentioned, it's going to be... It's going to be a shootout, you would think, this weekend, given how soft it will very likely be tomorrow, assuming this weather does come in. And he had a very close call last week at the RBC Heritage. I'm thinking Abraham Anter can pick up his first career PGA Tour win this weekend. Ooh, that is a big call, calling Abraham Anter uh, to maybe grab his first W. Guys, I'm going to stick with the lead horse in this race. Uh, and I, something I haven't done uh, yet uh, this year uh, is, is suggest that the leader is going to continue to be the leader or, or at the very least stay in a similar position. I think Phil Mickelson is a guy to watch out for. I think uh, Phil has a wonderful sense of timing. Um, I don't know if you guys recall some of his interviews coming into this week when he found out that he would be playing the U.S. Open at Wingfoot after they shut off the official world golf rankings as the top 70. So the USGA said top 70 as of March 15th. Uh, we'll get into this year's field as they need to have qualification uh, categories as opposed to an open uh, due to COVID. Phil gets in, and I think Phil... Uh, really wants to show that he can compete still and that he deserves to be in that U.S. Open field and that there's there's no gifts being handed out. And I think mm -hmm. he, you know, I, I don't want to say he feels father time, but he knows he's 50 and he knows he needs to pick his spots. And certain golf courses are going to set up for him and certain ones aren't. And at the end of the day, I said it off the top of the show, if Phil Mickelson is putting it in the fairway 70% of the time, I'll take him on any golf course on any given day. So mm -hmm. will he continue to hit 70%? Yesterday he was 11 of 14. Highly unlikely. Phil's never going to probably average 11 of 14. If he does, look out. If he hits 11 of 14 today, look out. But if he could just hover around 60%, 65% of the rest of the way, I think I like Phil, guys. Look out for Mickelson today at TPC River Highlands. Okay, Bob, who are you sitting I'm going to sit Kevin Na. He's currently tied for 15th, and I was actually surprised to see him here. <laughs> he was 
two weeks ago he was kind of rolling around on the ground with his back with with a bad back not literally but he you know he he had a bad back you could see it in his swings and he was a defending champion so he came out and he played uh and and you know played admirably but uh but i was kind of surprised to see him here and he's, he's played fairly well i mean he's minus eight so i'm taking a bit of a flyer here uh, he had a really good putting round yesterday, and I'm predicting that he won't be able to continue that through the weekend. Super nice guy. I love Kevin Na, but I, I think he's playing a little more hurt than he may be letting on. So uh, that's why I'm going to sit him. Yeah, that's not a bad call. And I, you're right, super nice guy. Always fun to talk to. His caddy's a blast, too. But, uh, you know, if you're rolling around on the ground one week, and there, there's also a difference between playing two rounds, then three rounds, then four rounds, that starts to add up on the back there. So injuries certainly always an issue scully who are you sitting for the weekend okay well i am sitting bryson dechambeau the man you're starting so we're going mono mono here bryson dechambeau hasn't broken 70 in six of his last seven third rounds we met uh, we listened or we heard the uh, the clip in the first hour about bryson saying he wasn't really confident in his game around the greens his wedges and of course he he hits a uh, or he makes a 50-foot a bomb for birdie on the third hole. So uh, I guess Bryson may be turning some confidence around. But, you know, he, he is still 32nd in strokes gained putting. You know, as awkward as it does look, he's, he's managing to get it done. Um, and for Bryson, he's 146th on the tour in third-round scoring average. I am deciding to sit Bryson. Yeah, I don't know what you put in your Cheerios this morning, but <laughs> we'll see. He's one under through three, Scully. I can't believe you're going against my pick for the week starting on <laughs> Tuesday. Okay, my pick for this afternoon uh, of who I'm going to sit for the weekend, and this might surprise you guys because he's had a really good restart, almost won at Colonial, uh, great player, great young player, going to trend in the right direction, but some of his numbers yesterday – scare me to death i'm gonna sit uh xander shoffley uh for the afternoon and he's just about getting started here xander as well on on his round he starts he actually night. mark mark xander xander just hold out from the fairway here you're kidding for, a, for an for no I, no no <laughs> you almost had me you almost had me. Uh, it scares me. I'll tell you, look at some of these numbers from yesterday, and they're not Xander numbers. So I don't know if he's tired or if he's fighting something mechanical in his swing, but it's a ball striking issue, which scares me. He hits 8 of 14 fairways yesterday, guys. He's T99 in proximity uh, to the hole. He is 150th in strokes gain approach to the green. I mean, he he's just not giving himself many looks. He hit 11 greens in regulation. That is it. 11 of 18 yesterday. So there's something going on in the ball striking uh, with Xander Shoffley. And to pick up on this, guys, his approach shot into number one, 117 yards from the center of the fairway to a back hole location on one. He hit it to 66 feet. So from 117 yards in the center of the fairway with you know, what would be a lob wedge or a sand wedge for one of the best players in the world, he gives himself a 67-foot look for a birdie on the opening hole. That, that tells you something right there. If those guys don't hit that shot inside 15 feet, they want to uh, fall on their sand wedge. 67 feet, forget it. So I'm going to sit Xander Shoffley. Okay, guys, we have 36 holes to see... Uh, who had it right? Who had it wrong? We're having some fun with this. On the other side, who is the most underrated player? Could we find one? I struggled. I, I flipped around with many names and 
Couldn't really land on this. I wonder, I'm really curious where Bob and Adam go with who they think is the most underrated player right now in the game of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zakino Weeks, Scully. All right, gentlemen, a um, few weeks ago, article comes out that uh, basically suggests, uh, to po- points a finger, it was Tony, Tony Jacklin interview, to be precise, and Tony Jacklin suggested Sergio Garcia was golf's greatest underachiever, and thus sparked the conversation uh, you know, of who is golf's greatest underachiever all time, current, and of course the name started flying, the Colin Montgomery's all time, the Sergio's all time, Lee Westwood, etc., etc. Greg Norman uh, came to mind just because of what the potential of the ceiling could have been for a Norman, Ricky Fowler, present day. But what is the flip side of that coin? What What is the uh, underrated? Who's the guy that isn't getting, or gal for that matter, that isn't getting the credit he or she deserves in the world of golf? And I got to be honest with you. I I mean, I've been staring at this for days. And listen, it's no secret that I'm not shy of having an opinion. You know, that's that's not a secret that I won't tell you guys what I think. I'm staring at this, and uh, my eyes are cross-eyed here, boys. I, I, I... had a hard time with this one. So I'm going to start with you guys. Bob, where did you go with this? I am uh, so curious to hear what you've got to say here. So I kind of looked at it from uh, a, a couple of different viewpoints, but I settled on sort of looking at a career where someone has done some amazing stuff and, and maybe not done yet, but maybe more of an established player. And two names jumped out at me and these these were stats that I was shocked at to be perfectly honest with you if I asked you who was the 19th person on the all-time career money list for the PGA Tour I bet you ten dollars you couldn't come up with this guy's Ooh. name um, it's uh, so I'll just tell you it's, <laughs> he's won 30 he's he's won 39 million dollars yeah. He's only won wow. three times. Oh, He's only won three times. He's got 16 runner-up finishes and 95 top tens. Charles Howell III mm. is the 19th uh, player on the all-time money list. And that shocked me, to be to be perfectly frank. Now, if you judge it by wins, he probably isn't going to be one of the most underrated. He's only won three times. But if you're judging it by consistency, right. man, that guy has <laughs> done quite a career. And, and really, without being uh, being noticed all that much. He's a he's an ATM machine. We always joke about it with Charles Howell III, but he's a human ATM machine. To your point, Bob, he's 
He's never threatening the winner's circle more than uh, once every few years, to your point, with the three career victories. But he's never a guy. Uh, like, Adam, do we ever talk, Scully, about, you know, uh, oh, Charles Howell III needs to make a push for the playoffs or anything like that? No, he's just there, and he makes money. Yeah, he, he makes money all the time, and he's, his game is just so consistent. You mentioned, all, you know, those stats, Bob. It's, it's unbelievable that he, he really only has that – you know, with three victories in his PGA Tour career. But, yeah, he's a, he's a really prime example of one of the most underrated players of all time. And where else did you go with this, Bob? So I, the, the other one I went to is I went and said, who's the best player? You know, like in, in, our, in our country, if you're talking about the men's side, Mike Weir is kind of regarded as Mike Weir or George Newton, I guess, regarded as the greatest uh, of Canadian golfers. So I went to a country and I found – the greatest golfer in that country, who was also a very high up on the all-time money list. This player is 26th all-time, but he is undoubtedly the greatest uh, golfer to hold Slovakian citizenship. And that <laughs> is Rory Sabatini. Yeah. I was surprised he's won six times and has $34 million in, in earnings, which is 26th all-time. Recently, he changed his... Uh, his citizenship to Slovakia and his wife is from Slovakia. And I think there was maybe a little bit of a move to try and get into the Olympics at some point as well. But I was, I was impressed by, by the numbers that he put up six wins and, uh, and, and $34 million in winning. So it's a different way to look at the most, you know, underrated player, but, but it's pretty impressive to me of, of what both those guys have achieved. So, so Bob, before we get to Adam and before uh, we get Adam's take on this, did you, have to go a little outside the box on the way you were thinking to, to find names because to my point it, it didn't leap leap out at you were you in the same kind of boat as me where you were thinking about this and looking at it and unlike some of the other categories that you and i would break down and talk about where we've got a list of things that pop to our mind immediately that on this one nothing came to mind right away yeah, it, it's right. You know, like you could take the easy road out, and I think we we said last week. You know, Webb Simpson may be the most underrated fifth-ranked yeah. player in the world, but I wanted to go kind of a little different tact at it, and that's why I picked Howell and Sabatini. Right. Uh, you're. I think you're. I think you're bang on, and I think you and I kind of both struggled to look at it. And, and good point uh, as well, Bob, with the Webb, because right now, if we were to just take the easy way out, this is a seven-time winner, a guy leading the FedEx Cup points race, and a former U.S. Open champion. And he's really never at the top of anybody's list at any given point. And I think that's got to do more with the style of play than anything else. All right, Adam, um, where did you go with this? And let's start right off the top with you with, did you have trouble with this? Were you in the same boat as Bob and I where you're, you know, you're trying to find a way to make sense of this, how you get around it because names aren't leaping out like they are on the other side of the coin. On the other side of the coin, we had, we had 10 names we could have went with. This one, not, not, not so much. For sure. It was hard to sort of define what is underrated. You know, what have you done this year, last year, two years ago in your career to define yourself as underrated? I went sort of more current day. So in 2020, who are some of the under underrated players? For me, off the top, Eric Van Ryan uh, stood out to me. 15 top 20 finishes in 2019 worldwide. Yes, he plays in the European Tour. A couple good finishes at the major championships. He finished T3 in Mexico a couple of weeks before the COVID uh, shutdown. He's 40th in the world right now. And yes, guys, you know me. I like, I'm like. i a bit of a fashionista. He wears joggers all the time. So <laughs> to me, like that's automatically in there as well. But no, in all seriousness, Eric Van Rien, he's got a very solid game. I'm just waiting for him to break out on American soil. Uh, that's a, not a bad pick. I, I kind of went the other way. I, I, I got to be honest with you guys. I, I could not find 
somebody that leaped out in, in present day um, other than the obvious, which is what we talked about there with uh, with um, Webb Simpson. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, Mark Leishman is always that guy that used to live in that category the last couple of years. And then, and, you know, he's kind of moved out of that now with the win earlier this year at Torrey Pines. You know, he's up to a five-time winner now on the PGA Tour. But I kind of took a, a bit of a more long-term perspective on this. And I went somewhere that you guys are probably going to be uh, surprised with. Um, I'm wondering, historically speaking, if we don't give Adam Scott enough credit. You know, he is currently eight in the world. And I'm wondering if you were to ask most golf fans if Adam Scott is inside the top 10 or outside the top 10 in the official world golf rankings. My guess would be most people would say outside the top 10. They would not say that he is inside the top 10 in the world. He debuted 20 years ago on the PGA Tour. He has been out there forever and a day. Obviously, has has battled with the short stick. We all know what that can do to to a player's career. But 14 wins on the PGA Tour, uh, a Masters win, and near misses on on every major. 11-time winner on the European Tour. I just wonder from a historical perspective, obviously a former number one ranked player in the world, how many people in history since 1986 can actually say they officially were number one on the planet? Adam Scott is one of them. And I'm just wondering in the big picture if he gets enough credit to what he deserves. I always say that, you know, he's got maybe the best golf swing. He's certainly top three golf swings, top four golf swings in the world mm-hmm. right now and probably for the last 20 years. Bob, do we put Adam Scott in the category he deserves to be in? He's definitely underrated. I think if you look at the body of his work, um, you know, won a player's championship early on in his career, got the Masters win, obviously, to get the major. And if you if you looked at the number of of things he's battled through with the anchor putters and all that kind of stuff. You're right. He's, I mean, he's a very impressive player, but he doesn't get mentioned in the same breath as Mickelson Woods. And and obviously those guys are a step ahead of him, but in the group that's probably just below him during this period, because he's played most of his golf uh, in that time frame where those guys have dominated. Yeah. Like if you look at Adam Scott's record, there isn't much difference between Adam Scott and Dustin Johnson. They've both been yeah. number one in the world. They've both won one major uh, they both have roughly just over 20 wins worldwide if you include European PGA Tour, yet Adam, Scott Adam, never gets mentioned in the same breath as a DJ. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you wonder if we'd be having a slightly different conversation if Adam Scott hadn't bogeyed the final four holes of the 2012 Open Championship. If, if he was a two-time major champion right now instead of the one Masters title, this might be a slightly different conversation. And he's had chances in majors as of late as well. Look back to 2018 when he was carrying two putters in the bag during the final round of that PGA Championship that Brooks Kepka ended up beating Tiger Woods at. Adam Scott had two putters in the bag. The putter has always been his downfall. As you mentioned, Mark, he's got one of the top three uh, great great swings in the PGA Tour today. But who knows, if Adam Scott hadn't bogeyed the final four holes back in 2012 and was a two-time major champion now, this might be a different conversation. A hundred percent it would be, and Ernie Els, he'll, he will for eternity be on Ernie Els' Christmas card list as he <laughs> gifted that to the Big Easy. You take it, Ernie. I certainly don't want it. On the other side, we will do winners, weird, and what? This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. All golfers now on the golf course at TPC River Highlands as the third round has moved up to dodge some inclement weather coming into the area later this afternoon. And the final group, uh, Phil Mickelson and Mackenzie Hughes, both missing the green in their opening hole, but both with uh, some lovely little up and down. So they'll make par to ease into their first round and head to the par for second. No change in the leaderboard really in that uh, final group. We'll keep an eye on it for you as our show unwinds. Don't forget, 10.50 a.m. this morning, TSN will have live coverage of uh, the Travelers Championship. Okay, boys, it is that time. It is Winners Weird and What, 3-dub, and Bob, the tea is yours. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. Well, guys, my winner this week is uh, Martin Keimer, the uh, German golfer who has a couple of major championships under his title. He uh, was released a or somebody released a, a video of him telling a story about the Ryder Cup in Hazeltine, and he was talking about his neighbor in the hotel. So essentially, the European team had one complete floor, and one morning he woke up, and whoever his neighbor was, he won't reveal who it is, um, had his, at the time, girlfriend there with him, and there were some strange noises coming out of the room. So oh, no. <laughs> uh, if you guys can catch on. And so he went down to breakfast in the team room. I guess they had a team room for their breakfast. And he saw the player come in. And he uh, and he um, said, oh, I, 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 I'm sure you had a fulfilling morning. And the player didn't exactly know what was going on. And then the girlfriend came, to, <laughs> girlfriend came down. <laughs> and he made a comment to her. And I think she figured it out. And, of course, Martin Keimer decided to tell most of the other teammates... So they did a little practical joke on this player. Uh, I guess when they um, originally got into the hotel room, there was a big double bed, and when they got back to the room that night, there were two single beds in the uh, in the room. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> good for Martin Keimer for telling a great story out there. Uh, my weird this week takes us to the UK for a story of a gentleman who was oh um, prowling. That's the uh, term they use. It oh. a repeat prowler was caught inside a woman's apartment, and uh, he was caught in this apartment. When he was asked what he was doing in there, he com- he said that he was looking for his lost golf ball. Chet Wilmot, 58, <laughs> pleaded guilty to entering a home on Belmont Road, Warwick, without lawful excuse on Saturday. Oh. 
And the court heard that the woman resident discovered Wilmot in the living room just inside a sliding door at around 12, just after noon. And she confronted him and said, what are you doing in here? And he said, I was looking for a lost golf ball. The woman pushed him out the door and said, where are your golf clubs? Apparently he didn't have any golf clubs. So she took a picture of him, showed it to police, and he was arrested. Apparently he said he had been golfing at the Belmont Golf Course when this ball bounced off a tree and onto the woman's property. And apparently he claimed he knocked on the door, but uh, the police weren't buying it. So he's been charged with uh, <laughs> with uh, breaking and entering, looking for his golf ball. It's a good excuse, though. I might have to try and use that in some I love, way, shape, or form. I love how she uh, asks him where she takes t- uh, the time to ask him where his clubs are. Like, like <laughs> exactly. at any point in this story, this guy was actually still golfing and looking for his ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, my what this week is what a story for a, uh, a young golfer by the name of Anna Paula Valdez. She is a uh, up-and-coming pro golfer, I guess. She was playing on a, in a tournament recently on the um, NWA Charity Classic on the all, Women's All-Pro Tour in Bella Vista. And she um, had finished a round. She was walking back with her boyfriend to the house they were staying at. They heard a cart go careening down a hill and uh, it hit an abutment, jumped in the air, and then the cart disappeared down the steep abutment. So uh, Valdez uh, raced over, raced down there. She saw at the bottom of this hill, which was right in front of a lake, the cart had hit a tree, but the woman who was driving the cart was gone. So Valdez looked around. She says, where is she? She looked her out, saw a, a body face down in the lake. She swam out, grabbed this woman, brought her back to shore, and... Uh, resuscitated her and the woman is alive because this girl happened to be at the right place at the right time saw the uh the cart and the whole accident from the golf course and raced out and saved this woman's life what a story that is right i mean my goodness that's just just crazy that she saved a life by just happened to be looking around and jumped in the lake and swam out and got her Wow. Well, you know what? It's amazing how people react in those type of situations because you, you just never know how to react to stuff like that until you're in the moment. Good on her for uh, saying, uh, not even thinking about yourself, just say, I need to go and, and get involved here. All right. Well, uh, that means, Mark, I am done, and that means the tea is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, boys, the truth is I'm cheating this week. I'm mixing up the order of my winner, weird, and what, because my winner and my what tell a story that I uh, think I need to tell, or I would like to tell. So we'll start with my weird. And, Scully, this is maybe to your point, Adam, as Mm -hmm. to why you might be sitting Bryson DeChambeau this afternoon. My weird. Bob, you mentioned this off the top of the show. Did you guys see Bryson DeChambeau's 420-yard-plus drive that actually was about 320, found the cart path, took about five minutes to come to rest as it rolled down the cart path about 100 yards. It settles in greenside at about 420. He gets the free lift off the cart path, goes on to make bogey. Scully, did, did you see the shot I'm talking about? And when you get the uh, when you get the bounce like that, do you not need to take advantage of it to give a shot back after a 420-yard drive? Just strange. Yeah, very strange. 
Uh, for sure, you know, there's the expression "drive for show, putt for dough," and clearly, uh, th- this was a very sloppy wedge shot. And you know, making a bogey, I I feel you, Bryson. I've done that many times this year as well. You guys know my wedge game; it can be a little sloppy at times after hitting some bombs <laughs> off the tee. But yeah, Bryson DeChambeau, a very sloppy bogey. But hey, if if his putter's working like it has so far today, he could be in the mix come uh, Sunday. All right, guys, I'm going to try to calm down here, and I'm going to try not to go <laughs> on a rant, because last Uh-oh. week I went on a Kepka rant. And, uh, but, but, okay, let's start with my what. <laughs> what is wrong with certain writers in America? And, there, and I'm not going to give Canadians uh, off the hook, because there's a couple of them north of the border, too. I'm not going to call on anybody by, by name, but I'm sick and tired of the sky is falling narrative, and and this is how you have built your career, and this is how you get your clickbait by being just a a, a negative jerk 24-7, and now you're using COVID-19 to do it. It used to be the narrative that the golf industry is coming to an end, and it's on a decline, and golf's dead, and golf's over, and you never bothered to look at a number, and you never bothered to look to see if golf golf was growing in places like Topgolf, or why demographics might not be playing anymore, and you went out with your fake stories, and your sky is falling, and now here we are in COVID-19 and oh by the way participation in the golf world breaking the ceiling going through the roof so that story's dead for you so what do you do now now you pick on the PGA Tour and you take seven or eight positive uh, positive tests and you ignore 2,700 negative tests on the PGA Tour 2,700 negatives across the Corn Ferry and the PGA Tour, and you scream the sky is falling, and you say that the PGA Tour should pull the plug, and they're irresponsible, and we shouldn't be playing golf, and why? Because you've got nothing intelligent to write about, you can't follow a story, you can't come up with an idea, the sky is falling. Bob, what is the the sex appeal of this for these people to constantly be Bob I before you and I started working together I have been reading you since I was like 10 years old reading what you've got to say 15 years old you have never been this person you have been cup half full you have been cup half full your entire career what is wrong with these other people I'm not sure. You know, I I was actually surprised at some of the people who uh, who put out this. Okay, well, that's it. We're shutting down, and that you know, I'm sure this must one more test, and they're going to shut down. And and I don't know if they just don't look at all the facts. They just look at the numbers, or if you know, like there's been no no spread amongst the tour players, like on tour. In other words, one tour player hasn't given it to another or to a caddy. All the people have got it have gotten it away from tournaments. Um, <laughs> just sort of sort of. Uh, like you said, there's only been a handful of tests, and the guys are erring on the side of caution by withdrawing and, and and quarantining when they think you know there could have been contact, even though tests show there hasn't been. So when you compare that to the other sports that are planning to come back, I mean, what was it? Tampa Bay Lightning had eight tests, and the Blue Jays have had a bunch of tests. Like mm-hmm. you're talking, every one of those things is way more than we've had for three weeks on the on the PGA Tour. So I, I'm surprised at at all the uh, sky is falling from some of the writers. 
You know what, Bob? You hit the nail on the head. Why bother looking at the facts? Send it to CNN or Fox News. One of them will 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 post it because that's the way the world works now. We just create <laughs> narratives <laughs> and we don't bother with facts or quotes. Exactly. Just no. Forget facts or quotes. Why would you want someone's actual name in a story quoting something or look at any facts when you write something? That's my what. And this is why Jay Monahan is my winner this week. He got on a plane, he got himself to Cronwell, Connecticut, he stood up in front of the media, he stood up in front of the world, and he said, what is wrong with you people, basically, to summarize this? We are living in a pandemic. If you thought we were going to restart golf and not have a positive test, what planet are you basically living on? Here are the precautions. Here's the bubble. Here's what we're doing. Now we've learned a couple of things. We're going to tighten up this bubble a little bit more. Well done, Jay Monahan. Well done, Common Sense. Well done calming it and not being bullied. Being bullied by these some of these writers that think their, their pen is, is, is a red button that they can just push whenever they feel like it. Jay Monahan, you're my winner. Keep doing what you're doing. If this becomes a problem, Jay Monahan is not going to be the guy that needs to pull the plug on this. If this becomes a real problem, everybody's going to know it all at once. Well done, Jay Monahan. You're my winner. I'm getting oxygen, which means one thing. The tea is now yours, Adam. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin okay guys before i get into my three dub here there is some news that jason day's test has come back negative so he is on the golf course which is uh, some good news there for jason day so he is his test has negative and he is now playing uh on to my three dub my winner this week a 12 year old on the vancouver golf tour max mckenzie this guy tied two professionals much older than him for first place on a Vancouver Tour event, this included an ace, par 56 course, par, uh, 16 par 3s and 2 par 4s. Now, obviously, he's an amateur, so he didn't get any prize money for the Tide for First victory, but the ace did come with a $2,500 prize, and because of the USGA's new rules with amateurs accepting hole-in-one prize money, he was able to keep the $2,500 ace prize uh, prior to this year, the maximum prize money was $750 for an ace. Bob, pretty good way for a 12-year-old to uh, leave a golf tournament with $2,500. I, I like the part where you said there were, he, he tied two professionals who were much older than him because I haven't seen many 12-year-old professionals who would have been the same age as him. <laughs> but <laughs> but maybe maybe this kid should turn pro. That's, that was yes. where I was going with it. Yes, yeah, you should definitely uh, consider it. Okay, my weird this week, Mark, you end every show saying the first good decision on the golf course <laughs> starts in the closet. I mentioned Eric Van Ruyen's joggers in the previous segment, but Victor Hovland on Friday, what on earth were those pants? Was he wearing tearaways? I was expecting him to rip them off half the time. They, they kind of looked like sweatpants. Mark, did you happen to see these pants? Yeah, he went straight from the Chippendale stage to the first tee, apparently. That's what you were seeing there, Adam. And just, uh, just you know, because you need the tearaways if you're going to dance. So Yeah, it was a, was uh, in it a was, marching band. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very bold, <laughs> very bold move. I wouldn't see myself wearing pants like that. But, uh, hey, Victor Hovland, if it works for you, it works for you. And my what before you go to break here, what a run by Colin Morikawa coming to an end 22 consecutive yeah. cuts made the longest streak in nearly 30 years 
His first event went back to the RBC Canadian Open last year. Bob, I remember standing with you and watching him hit that first tee shot at the first hole at Hamilton, and we thought, wow, this guy can play. Nine top 15 finishes during this run, including the win at Barracuda, 29th in the official world golf ranking. This is quite a run by Colin Moore, Cal Mark, that's uh, coming to an end, but some unbelievable consistency. Yeah, well done. Uh, this class of professional that we saw come out last year is, is tremendous. You know, Victor Hovland in the hunt this week, uh, him and, uh, you know, Hov uh, excuse me, uh, Morikawa and, and Wolf already a winner. Uh, uh, you know, Hovland, just a matter of time, really. Well done there. And, and before we go to break, uh, to, to your uh, point with the uh, Van Royen uh, uh, joggers. Uh, I believe when Van Royen wears them, Adam, they are called joggers. The the G is a so <laughs> the J is soft. It is a jogger. All right, Scully. Thanks, brother. We're going to talk to you Tuesday on a weekday edition of Golf Talk Canada on TSN ten fifty from twelve to two. Scully will be back with Bob and I on the other side. Bob and I we're going to put a bow on today's episode of GTC and get you caught up on the leaderboard. There's a three way tie at the track. Travelers Championship. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back in... Just under an hour's time, 10.50 Eastern to be exact on TSN, you can pick up third round coverage of the Travelers Championship as all the tee times have been moved up to dodge some inclement weather, uh, moving into the Cronwall, Connecticut area. We have a three-way tie now on top of the leaderboard. Phil Mickelson, Will Gordon, Mackenzie Hughes. After birdies from Gordon and Hughes at the par four second, they tie Mickelson at 13 under par. Uh, Will Gordon in the fairway bunker at the par four third. Mackenzie Hughes down the middle. Mickelson has hit his tee shot on the par four third left of left. In fact, they had to hit a provisional, which is in the fairway. According to ShotLink, they have located the t-ball in the native area and he has 141 to the hole so we'll see if he's able to get club on that just, ball bob are you watching i just it? saw that yeah i just saw it It was right up against a fence and he just kind of punched it out across the fairway okay so mickelson scrambling tried trying to avoid a drop shot here uh on the third hole again a log jam at 13 under that's a three-way tie for the lead good for two shot lead right now over brandon todd at 11 under and brandon Steele. At 11 under. Sun, you'll know at 10 under along with Abraham Answer, Kevin Knock, Kevin Streelman, and Xander Shoffley in the group. At 9 under par, you will find Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Kyle Stanley, Scott Stallings, Charlie Hoffman, Victor Hovland, Brian Stewart, Patton Kazire, Zach Johnson, and Roy, Rory McElroy all at 9 under par. Bob, gonna be a shootout. Should be a fun weekend. 
And if that rain moves in, boy, you know, we had a 59 watch obviously going Thursday. If this course gets drenched this afternoon, we might have another 59 watch on a championship Sunday. That would be a lot of fun. I would like a 59 watch every week. It would just make life a lot easier. You could just follow that story and, <laughs> and write about it. I like Mac Hughes. I, I would just, before I love, run off, I'll just say I loved Mac Hughes' line when he said, you know, even if I had shot 59, it still wouldn't have been the course record because Jim Furyk shot 58 here. How good is that, eh? You pick a week to shoot 59 where the course record's 58. Unbelievable. That's, <laughs> that's, that's life on the big tour, man. It, those guys are good, as they say. Well, good luck to Mackenzie Hughes. Playing well early, one under through his first two, two holes and a share of the lead. Bob and I are back Tuesday, 12 to 2 Eastern, 12 to 2 Eastern on TSN 1050 for the weekday editions. We do those Tuesdays and Thursdays in the Leafs lunch time slot, 12 to 2. And we can do that on TSN 1050. Of course, you can listen online on the iHeartRadio app. Our video podcast drops every Wednesday afternoon on tsn.ca. And we'll continue to do that throughout July uh, before we return to television August 1st for a heavy-duty TV schedule that kicks off August 1st for Golf Talk Canada. Every Saturday morning, Golf Talk Canada Radio also simulcasting on TSN2. And our weekly GTC TV kicks off that week as well with a PGA Championship preview special. So lots coming from Golf Talk Canada. 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues. Follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Twitter and Instagram for your chance at close to 20,000 in TaylorMade product throughout the summer on 20 weeks of TaylorMade. We're back. Same time here next week. Bob and Adam will be hosting. I will be on the road uh, in Detroit for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, resuming my PGA Tour radio uh, duties, and I'm sure I will uh, have some interesting stories from the road on the PGA Tour. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos. Meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.